Warning, this podcast contains adult content, including frank discussions of sex and lots and lots of swear words. Enjoy! Harlow worked her slowly, pushing her fingers in and out carefully, curling her knuckles and pushing her other hand to the warm clit between Snow's legs, her palm and then just the tip of her finger, experimenting as Snow's moans grew from breathy to loud, until the cadence of her hips started to take on a steady rhythm. Snow felt herself broken open before Harlow's wishes, her warm flesh contracting around her and wanting to swallow her up. She was dripping wet, her thighs now coated in her own juices. She'd never before known such a thing. Neil. Yes. I mean, I hate to interrupt you during this exceptionally sexy reading. Uh Uh-huh. But we got a podcast. Oh, that, yeah, that would explain the microphone and the booze hall. I know. (laughs) Could you imagine if I was just like, oh, I just have a microphone here. I'll just talk into it for no reason. (laughs) Goodness me. <laughs> I mean, that's you and me at karaoke. We just go up and start reading sexy romance novels. Like. <laughs> oh, I love it. Honestly, uh, now that I'm thinking about it, I totally might do that. I might put up something like a Sade and then just come up and start reading romance. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I love it. Oh, I guess we should get get into it, though. Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Claire. And this is FMK Lit. Where we read two romance novels. A straight one and a queer one. And then we play Fuck, Mary Kill with the characters. We do also all the spoilers. So many spoilers. So if you don't like spoilers, then pause this, go read the book, and then come back. And we will tell you everything that you already know. <laughs> And we will have so many opinions on it. So many opinions that you can't argue with because this is a podcast. That's not the way that it works. (laughs) (laughs) You're more than welcome to argue with us on social media. There's actually one specific social media that we would say that you could come and argue argue to us at. And what is that? Patreon.com slash FMKLitPod. Indeed. Mm, there's a link in the description, um, but you should also put in the whole URL. It's hard to find us on Patreon because we say dirty words like juices. 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 <laughs> We're going to say pussy so many times this particular episode. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we are yes um i do want to give a shout out to one of our patrons uh michael who a while ago had made a wonderful offer to us to like um to to send around like postcards or something at an event that they were going to and um and i i didn't i didn't have the wherewithal to put something like that together in time for that specific event so i said well thank you so much but since you've been a patreon of ours for so long i'm gonna send you a fun little care package which you did and then i didn't hear from michael so i was like maybe they didn't like it so much well guess what got returned to me because ups is a bitch and oh it, like, no hung out at the ups store there for a while that bounced around to other ups's anyway so looking forward patreons you too can be sent packages and never received them from us <laughs> yeah. yay goodness gracious me. anyway michael if you're still listening you are getting a care package it's just you know <laughs> it's, it's back in texas at the whim of the world oh god 
Okay. <laughs> goodness. I picked goodness. some books. You did pick some books. What did you pick? I picked um, Mistress to the Beast by Eve Vaughn. And again, it sounds like I'm saying Yvonne, but it's Eve Vaughn. <laughs> and The Princess and the Evil Queen, a lesbian romance retelling of the classic fairy tale Snow White by Lola Andrews. Yep. And the theme was fairy tales, or like retellings of fairy tales. Retellings of fairy tales, but yeah. fairy tales. Yeah. Um, yeah. Before we get into it, though, mm-hmm. before we talk about these books, Claire, mm-hmm. I have to know mm-hmm. what has got you hot and bothered. Hot dog eating contests. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> it's summer. I don't think I want you to elaborate. Oh, I I mean, we're all about eating the eating sausage over here. We're all about stuffing as much as you can in your mouth. I don't know why this this is like up our alley. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the annual sausage fest is coming up and because it's summer and summer in Coney Island means eating too many of Nathan's hot dogs. And sometimes it means eating too many of them for a contest. For, um, for money. For money. For money and sport. <laughs> but I specifically wanted to point out, um, I love uh, writer, comedian, podcaster, Jamie Loftus. I love mm-hmm. pretty much anything that she does. And she's come out with a book recently um, called Raw Dog. <laughs> and uh. it's all about hot dogs. <laughs> Okay. Um, which, and I'm looking forward to reading it, but she points out in that, that the hot dog eating competition used to be whoever was going to show up for it. Mm-hmm. And then it sort of like got conglomerated and taken over by like, uh, like the people who like represent people who eat food for contests and make money doing it. And then so then it was split. So sometime within the last like 10 years or something, it was split between men and women. Now men have always won this contest. Uh, but so uh, under the auspices of giving women a quote unquote fair chance, um, it was split into men and women. But that first year they did that, uh, the women got like a fourth of the prize that men did. Well, and I, the championship I, belt was pink instead of the yellow that the men were I, getting. I would feign surprise, but like it's not even worth the energy to feign surprise at that. I know, I know. They and because of public outcry, now it's it's equal. But at first it wasn't. But ESPN does not show <laughs> the women's portion of this contest. It does show the men's portion of this contest, which I think is also it's unnecessary. Look. Show both if you're going to show any at all, because it's a hot dog eating contest, and that's gross. Like, Joey Chestnut has been the winner for a long time. It's a man named Joey Chestnut. And of course, for some reason, that just feels right that a man named Joey Chestnut from San Jose is the one who wins all the hot dog eating contests. Good for that guy. We don't need to see his face on ESPN as much. Let's watch the women, like, gorge down dongs, too, while we're at it. Equal opportunity is what I'm asking for. But also, like, it doesn't need to be separated. Like, it doesn't need to be a men's and women's sport. This could be just whoever the fuck is up there. God. 
Like, just put 50 fucking contestants up there and have them chow down, and, you know, like, and then just give out fucking money to everybody, because, ugh, anyway. Anyway, I'm hot and bothered about this, and it doesn't really matter, so. Great. <laughs> Joey Chestnut sounds like a character from, like, I can't decide if it's, like, um, oh, oh, I'm trying for words, and they are failing me, um, the TV, that old TV show, um, where he's like a sheriff in the little town. Oh, like maybe Andy Griffith, the Andy, Andy Griffith, Griffith show. It sounds like a character from Andy Griffith or like a kid's detective yeah, book. It does. It really does. Like his name is Joey Chestnut and he also happens to love nuts. And like, that's important to the mystery in some way. I'm Joey Chestnut and I love nuts. I'm, I'm Joey <laughs> Chestnut and I love nuts. Or like the name of a squirrel in a Disney movie. Oh, what's your name? Yeah, Joey yeah, yeah. Chestnut. Joey Chestnut. <laughs> Joey service. Chestnut reporting for duty. Or he's like, oh, he's a little squirrel um, uh, investigative reporter. I was just thinking photographer. Like he works along. He's like, like he's like, he works alongside the supermen of squirrels. Joey Chestnut from the Woodland Gazette. <laughs> good let's just do this all day um (laughs) sounds good anyway but so uh if you're interested you can definitely check out jamie loftus's uh twitter uh twitter where she's talking about it a little bit she doesn't talk about it too much because and this is the best thing twitter does not allow for a nuanced conversation about this (laughs) (laughs) fucking love jamie loftus um Anyway, so, or, you know, you can check out her book or, you know, watch it on ESPN, I guess. So (laughs) I had never heard the name Joey Chestnut before, and I'm scrolling through Google image images of him. And a lot of them are him like holding up a belt or standing there with a plate of hot dogs and being like, I won. I'm good at a thing. But then there are pictures where it's like mid competition and there's just food all over his face and I ju- it turns my stomach. I oh this is this is why I don't like watching children eat cuz it gets <laughs> everywhere and it like makes me nauseous. Yeah, it's no, it's not Ugh. like Um the other thing is which is really funny. I mean it's such a <laughs> it's weird to say it's a messy competition, but it is in that like there was this uh, Japanese guy who kept winning for a really long time, and then he was disqualified or something. Anyway, he tried to rust, rush the stage the next year when he wasn't... Oh, he was disqualified because he refused to be, like, go under the banner of whatever that food competition, like, advisory board was or something. He was like, no, I'm not joining up with you, gamooks, or whatever he said. <laughs> the classical Japanese word, gamooks. And then, like, they're like, well, you can't participate in the contest anymore because now we're in charge of the contest. And then the next year, he was arrested when he tried to rush the stage after Joey Chestnut won for the first time. And he's like, no, I only wanted to, like, you know, like, I only wanted to shake his hand and congratulate him for winning. And I was like, you wanted to punch that man who was full of hot dogs <laughs> in the stomach. <laughs> your plan. Oh, we God. all know it. <laughs> okay. Anyway, this is dumb. Neil, what has got you hot and bothered? Um, so it is Pride Month. And this episode is releasing just before Pride Weekend here in, in San Francisco. Um... And I just wanted to, like, 
I think, okay, so obviously Pride celebrations were not a thing for a couple years. And then they started up again last year, but I personally was like, I can, I am, I do not yet again have the mental and emotional fortitude to be around that many people. So I did not participate in any activities. But since then, I have <laughs> relearned how to be around people. Um, so I'm excited to like go and do things. And uh, the other night, a friend texted like in the in the group text and it's like hey who wants to go for a drink tonight and this particular friend who's a fan of the show hi mo um lives near me so i was like oh like one of the bars in our neighborhood and it's like no, no 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 let's go to the castro i was like okay so we ended up doing a little bar hop in the castro and we ended up at orphan andy's <gasps> and i had not been there in years and listeners who are not in the Bay Area, Little Orphan Andy's is a diner in the Castro that is like the greasiest of greasy spoons. Like you have to go through the tiny kitchen and down a, into a basement where the stairs are too short to get to the bathroom kind of thing. And like uh, we we weren't there during messy hours because obviously like from midnight on when the bars start letting out, that's when things get super messy. We were there just a little bit before that. Oh, I ate so much food. Anyway. It was just, I'm just excited to, like, be back out in queer spaces and to, like, revisit spaces that I haven't been to in a really long time. Um, like, this was our second sort of impromptu Castro bar hop in the last month or so. Um, and, like, I, I'm, it's just nice going back to the bars that I love regularly. So shout out to The Mix and Twin Peaks. And we've been going to Midnight Sun, which I hadn't been a normal frequenter of, but they have frosés. And I'm like, this is where I live now. Um, so, yeah, I just, uh, for my heart bothered, I just would like to, to send out a call to action to folks, especially queer folks. Just, like, go be in some queer spaces, make some friends, support queer businesses, and just, like... Things are things are rough. Things are things are hard. But like, let's all just be proud and queer and weird, and just like take the time to enjoy that, and and do that and be that. Yeah, that's all. Um, I think that's that's not a little thing, and that's a good thing. And I think yes. Yeah, absolutely. it's it's I I am very fortunate that I live in a time and place that I like can take these sorts of things for granted. But like. Twin Peaks, which is confusing in San Francisco because it's both a bar and a neighborhood and an actual ge geographical feature. But the bar, the Twin Peaks, uh, as far as anyone knows, is the first gay bar in the country that had windows that looked out onto the street. It was oh. the first bar that was like, we're not afraid to be seen inside this bar. And so like... It's on a corner and all three walls are like the two and then the little corner bit. Like it's all windows. So you can just like see right in. And so it's just like, it's easy to take for granted living in San Francisco in the 2020s. Oh, I feel old saying that. Um, but it's like, yeah, I can just like casually go to a gay bar where it looks out onto the street and I feel perfectly safe doing it. And I can just like sit and enjoy time with my friends. There was a dog there the other night. She was super cute. Aww. It was her first time out at the bars. So she was like a little overwhelmed, but she was still just like, what's going on? Um, so yeah, just like 
we have a lot of work to do, but I, I like to spend time, spend pride time appreciating the the progress that has been made. So just like go to a queer space and just revel in the fact that you can do that. Um, and if you don't have queer spaces that you can go to, fucking make some. <laughs> Call to action. Make yeah. a queer space. Just Just get all your queer friends and take over a bar one night. Um, <laughs> so yeah that's me yay uh so let's talk about some books shall we let's talk about some books let's talk about books baby let's talk about re-eating <laughs> mistress to the beast by yvonne her father's shop is more than just a family business it's the place they lovingly call home when a powerful property development company stoops to barely legal tactics to force them to sell, Lila's outrage spurs her straight to the source to fight the injustice. A serious accident left Hunter Jameson's body scarred. A bitter split from his latest, uh, latest lover has left the former playboy without faith in the female sex. Yet, confronted with Lila's fiery beauty, he finds himself offering her a deal. If she'll be his mistress for three months, he'll allow her father to keep the shop. A simple agreement? Hardly. It's a battle of wills that flares into much more than either of them bargained for. A consuming passion that could heal Hunter's soul-deep scars or inflict new ones. Neil? Mm-hmm. And that's what that book says it was about. What was that book about? That's... Fairly accurate. Yeah. Except if I'm remembering correctly, the scars are only on his, on like half of his face, right? Yeah, yeah. He could cover like that half of his face with his long blonde hair. Yeah. He had the long hair, 90s middle part. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I just imagine like Chris Hemsworth, but with like the long Thor hair, but like bad. <laughs> okay so two things right off the bat one this book is full of non-consensual sex and it is written in a way that that seem that it is catering to that fantasy and that kink we're not going to get into it in this episode because listeners will know claire and i don't like it we don't have anything else to add to it uh, to to what we have to say about it, so we're not going to talk about it. But if you are into that fantasy, this is a book for you. If you are not into that fantasy, do not read this book. Yeah, uh, yeah, that exactly. I think the only thing I'll say about it is if is just echoing what Neil said. It, this book does that particular fantasy really well, and in a way that I think like makes it clear in some ways that it is like the characters going through it are having non-consexual sex. <laughs> that is what is happening. Um, and it is also clear that it is meant to be a fantasy, like that this is ridiculous and weird in a lot of ways. And that that's, so it's like very much meant if this is what you like, this is the book for you. And I encourage you to read it for those reasons alone. And when I say alone, we're going to cover all the other reasons you shouldn't read this book. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else about it that is not good. Um, 
I also would like to say at the top that us uh, an alternate title for this book should be a woman's guide of how not to interact with an incel. <laughs> Girl, you got patterns. <laughs> uh, yeah, this guy, he's meant to, like, he's hes brooding, he's damaged, he, he is a, a, you know, like, he's dark, he's rich, he's powerful. He's a crybaby incel. Oh, my God. And his masculinity is so fucking fragile. So fragile. And Lila spends this whole book tiptoeing around it. And I'm like... If his masculinity weren't so damn fragile, then he actually would be like an imposing person. Like how how do you how do you make a fantasy powerful man who can't get his hair cut because he needs to keep his, his hair in front of his eyes because he's so sad. Oh my god. Like, oh my god. I mean uh, a powerful man who doesn't realize that it doesn't like at a certain level you can be so fucking rich and so fucking powerful it actually doesn't matter what you look like anymore yeah. and i know that this is the you know the beauty and the beast fantasy and the story right. so of course he has to be scarred and ugly on the outside and everybody has to reject him to a certain degree and he has to have feels about it but good lord <laughs> i know so so our guy's name is hunter and I think this this book could have been four pages long <laughs> if we just saw a scene where his coworker and friend Thomas was like, "Guy, do you know what you need? A therapist and a sex worker." Like honestly, like if he had started going to therapy and hired a sex worker, he would have been fine. Right. Well, and this book does the same thing that I mean, does the same thing that so many of the books we read do, which is. Uh, oh, sex work is the worst work, and those are the grossest of people. And mm -hmm. uh, it is a like it is gross to want to have sex with a prostitute, and it is gross to be a prostitute. And it's like, no, why are we doing this? And like, like just honestly, like we didn't have to go there. He, like, this whole thing is, you know, I. I he he's pretty much like women are having sex with him for money and status already and mm -hmm. then they just at one point are either a tired of his shit or b want to move on from somewhere else and his like little and like yeah maybe they're not attracted to him anymore guess what you're allowed to not have sex with people you're not attracted to right that is actually an okay thing you don't have to be a dick about it but <laughs> he also does the whole thing where he's like oh well my mom's a whore so all women are whores and i'm like oh, oh god oh god okay let's get in let's get into some plot i guess okay so lila is a nurse mm -hmm. and a black woman this mm -hmm. is important later and her dad, uh, whose name I oh Jesse, uh, owns a store. Uh huh. I'm assuming it's like a bodega. Yes. It never actually says. There was a moment I thought it was a hardware store, and then I was like, "Why did I think it was a hardware store?" Because it keeps talking about how he sells sandwiches there. But yeah, it's a bodega. I think. Yeah, there's a part where it's like, "Oh, the milk, blah blah blah," and then and uh, Christine, if you could jump on mic really fast and answer a question for me. I'm here. What's because up? we're never told where this is. 
But there is a point where they talk about water ice. Water ice, you mean? Is yeah. the correct <laughs> pronunciation? Thank you very much. Water <laughs> ice. Water. Sure. I, I think we're saying the same thing. It yeah, sounds yeah, yeah. the same it sounds to exactly me. exactly the same. Um, <laughs> is water ice a Pennsylvania phenomenon or is that like m- other parts of New England as well? Okay. First of all, Philadelphia is not New England. Okay. <laughs> Philadelphia is mid-Atlantic, um, whatever that means. In the tri-state area, meaning <laughs> Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Delaware. The great state of Delaware. Um, but <laughs> to answer your question, I feel like water ice is actually hyper-local to Philadelphia. Um, okay. Even in New Jersey, they say Italian ice. Oh. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like there's, I, I don't know where the borders blur on that, but I would say, like, if there is water ice in this book, it is very likely Philadelphia. Like, I don't even think that it's Western Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh and the side. Okay, Pittsburgh great. And the that makes sense because we, it seems like it's a, it's a bigger city because he's rich. So, and like in property development, so he would probably be in a big city so okay well i mean if he's rich in philadelphia no no but no i think she's in philadelphia she's in philadelphia he's in new york oh is he yeah like he lives in new york well we'll forgive him for living and oh i missed that entirely nope and i only picked that up because it was the weirdest phrasing where he's like (laughs) uh he made a list of the most handsome and eligible bachelors in new york in the local paper Oh. And I was like, in the local New York paper? <laughs> <laughs> like, New- like, what Local paper? to your the- borough? The New York Times? The New York <laughs> Post? Like, these are, like, I know these papers. This is, like, you don't have to say the local, like, is it some weird paper I don't know about? Like, the Manhattanite, Rich Guys Are Us? Like, I don't like <laughs> Rich Guys Are Us. 42nd Street, and that's it? Like, <laughs> Goodness. Okay, so we're she's probably in in Philly, which is fun. Um, okay, thank you, um, thank you, Christine. Uh, so, so the the block where her dad's bodega is um, is being bought up by this company to build. I don't know if they ever say. I'm assuming condos or no, a megaplex or something. No, it's a big fucking mall. Oh, gross. Yeah. Um, and so basically the dad who is recently getting over some sort of health condition. In, um, in like a stroke. Yeah. Is refusing to sell. And so the company's putting pressure and blah, blah, blah. And they're the last ones. The whole rest yes. of this block, by the way, is empty. Everybody else is gone. Yes. So then Lila does some some sleuthing she puts on her harry at the spy hat does some sleuthing finds out that the head of this company is some rich playboy who was in a disfiguring accident not too long ago and he's so like assertive and blah 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 that they call him the beast like that's his nickname in rich guy town (laughs) so then we cut to um (laughs) so then we cut to hunter's office where uh his secretary anita who then gets called ann for the rest of the book book. (laughs) i'm like ann is not short for anita this book has so many typos 
like oh it's, my god it's rough I, there's so many like on okay between the two of us who would you say is the one who cares more about typos oh me yes and yet i'm the one i was i highlighting all over the place it's like what the fuck <laughs> this is insane that this mm. is saying that right now there's, um yeah no this book was full of weird ass typos there was like periods that were literally just hanging off in space at one point the, the author had so obviously like started typing the sentence her and then hit enter and started again her <laughs> there there uh, i have i uh, i'll have to find one but i have one like right in front of me it's like besides comma being successful comma he was incredibly good looking all off the single women at the hospital <laughs> gushed over how brilliant and handsome he was I, I, I highlighted that one too that is also the one i have right in front of me okay also please please tell me what the sentence is trying to say to me for context jason is lila's ex who's also a sack of shit maybe she did need to date more according to her father but when she didn't she had no plans of taking up with jason again <laughs> yep what does that mean i don't know i don't know i there's there's one it's like because of it apostrophe because of it went to this and i'm just like what is happening over there look um hire a proofreader everybody like i'm pretty sure you can go on to fiverr yeah <laughs> And yeah. get a line editor. It's cheaper than like an editor editor, but someone will go through and find those typos for you. Yeah. Um, because this is like stuff that could be like, if I ever do a self-published book, which I'm kind of hoping I will do, or like, even if, if I'm going to try to do a published, published book and I'm going to be submitting it out, I am hiring somebody mm -hmm. to go through and look at this because I am dyslexic and I cannot always read the the problems. Like when we're reading these books and Neil points out problems, I'm like, oh, I didn't even see that. Uh, I need somebody and I will hire them mm -hmm. because this is egregious. <laughs> <laughs> egregious. Egregious. There's a little bit in the other book too. So I have a spoiler, spoiler. I have a little bit of a grammar rant for the next book. Uh, I have... Of many grammar rants for the next book. <laughs> Great. Okay. Anyway, so then Lila decides. Oh, so we're in Hunter's office, and his friend and coworker Thomas, who's the only nice guy in this entire book, he's a very nice guy, was just like, he's like, oh, hey, Hunter, how's it going? And Hunter's like, uh, oh, because Hunter's um, quote girlfriend just broke up with him, and he he. There's a point where he's reflective and he's like, oh, was this disfiguring accident my punishment for the way I used to just discard women? And now he's like still doing it. I'm just like, I don't, you, you see, you see women as people that you buy pretty dresses for. So they will have sex with you. Like that's not anyway. Um, so, so I feel like that's not on that woman. Like if the woman is coming to this relationship knowing, oh, if you have sex with this dude, he'll buy you nice things. You're like, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, like, it's not I'll, on that woman anymore to to actually love you. Like I know, I'll do that until I don't want to do it anymore. It's like our um our waitress friend before things went real pear shaped in that book. <laughs> um, so then Thomas comes in and Hunter's like moping and oh he 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 swipes everything off of his desk in a tantrum and then Thomas comes in and is like I see a grown man having a tantrum. I know I was like yeah. 
Yes. Yes. Um, and <laughs> Thomas is basically like, just stop being an asshole. And Hunter's like, no, no, never. I used to be hot. Now women can't stand me. <laughs> and okay, here's the, here's the, here's the thing. Yes, we live in a shallow society, and he's like, people stare at me all the time. People flinch because of how bad the scarring is. I get that. I believe that. That shouldn't be the way our society works, but it does. So, yes. Be upset. Have those feelings. Sure. But for him, it's just like so hyper-focused. Like, there's a scene later where he's talking to Lila, and he's like... So are you saying that if I didn't force you into being here, I wouldn't be here? And she's like, no, probably not. And he's like, oh, is it because of my scars? And she's like, no, looks don't really matter that much to me. I wouldn't want to be here because you're a bad person. <laughs> and these are the things that you're doing. And then his response was, so looks don't matter to you? And I'm like, oh, that's what you take out of it. That's what, sh She called you a garbage goblin. But what you heard was, oh, I'm a looks don't matter to me. And he wanted to call her out on it so he could prove her wrong about it later. And I'm like, my guy, what the fuck are you doing? Again, again, get a therapist and a sex worker and live your damn life. Like, come on now. Yeah, or he would say his, she would repeatedly say these things to him. Very reasonable, very much like, look. I'm not, you know, of course looks matter in the world. It's nice to be attractive, but it's not the most important thing to me. And it never really has been. And, uh, and he's like, yeah, yeah. Pull the other one. Why don't you? And I'm like, oh my God, so classy. So fucking classy. And it's I like, know. he says that three times in the book. So she, 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 Lila bursts into his office and is just like, how dare you? And I'm going to, you know, kick up a fuss. And then um, he's like, and and then <laughs> Anne Anita uh, is like, I'm sorry, sir. She pushed right past me or whatever. And he's like, everybody out. So then Thomas and uh, Anita leave or Anne, whatever, however she's feeling that day. Um, so there are no witnesses. And he basically proposes to her because he's going through a breakup because he's a crybaby incel. Mm -hmm. Um if you are my mistress for three months and everything that entails, then I will, I'll like rearrange our plans so that we don't need to buy your dad's shop and he can own the shop. And this whole time she's like, Oh my God, the stress of the shop, the stress of the shop is hurting my dad. I'm like, he should just sell it and retire that he won't be as stressed out. Well, so the funny part about this deal, so the deal, the beast hunter makes with her is like look you'll stay with me for three months like you'll be at my beck and call do whatever i want and to make this deal more comfortable for you i will also make sure there's like um a nurse that stops by and sees your dad every day and uh we'll also make sure that there's like teenagers we're gonna pay cheap that they work in his shop so that like they'll help him out so you don't have to worry about it and she's like okay that does help the thing is, she broke up with her previous boyfriend because he suggested she get a nurse for her dad because she was spending too much time taking care of him. And she was like, how dare you give me an ultimatum? <laughs> and I was like, wait, you can't now go with this other guy because <laughs> like, he gave the exact same thing, if not mm -hmm. worse. Yeah. 
And what what's important to mention too is that Lila is herself a nurse, so she had mm-hmm. been like taking care of her dad on top of like working. It sounded like at a hospital. Well, and her um, dad didn't want this. He kept saying no. over and over, he's like, "I do not want you here. Uh, I love you. This is great. It's nice spending so much time with my daughter, but this isn't helping me." Yeah. Because I'm not getting better, and you're just, and in fact, she was the one that she was like, yeah, I guess I'll sell the shop. It's fine. And she's like, no, we can't sell. She was the one who was upset about selling. He was actually okay with it. And when the kids started working there, he was like, oh, I'm so glad I get to spend more time on the books, and now I get to retire because I'm old, and I actually don't want to do this anymore, and I didn't want to do this before, and I tried to get out of it. And then when she has to explain to him the whole sex deal she had with the guy, her dad was like, why did you do that? I didn't want the shop anymore. Right, but then in that same conversation, he's like, but didn't you like him? Maybe you need to give him a second chance. Right. Well, that was that's inevitable. But like, oh my god. Anyway, so Lila agrees to the to the sex deal and um, goes and lives with him. To give you into, insight into who he is as a person, he doesn't realize until eighty six percent into the book. He's like, oh, I probably should have arranged for her to have things to do during the day. <laughs> And I didn't realize, I obviously wasn't paying nearly enough attention that, like, they lived in different cities. So I was like, why? She's not going to work anymore? So she took a three-month leave of absence from work, I guess, and just, like, well, no, sits around his taken, house. She'd already taken a leave of absence because her dad was sick. So, like, oh. e- like even before that, like, she was already, like... Either way, it, it took him most of this book to realize, like, oh, she'll want to do things during the day because she's a person well the funniest part about this particular beauty of the beast book too is that so when she's bored and she asks the the you know the the house maid lady she's like hey what can i do with the house and she's like oh well we have a library but there's also a game room and then like you know there's the dogs out in the back of the kennel and you know so she just hangs out with the dogs she does not give a fuck about that library we <laughs> don't go to the library she gets a book out from it but she's like whatever it's just a fucking library <laughs> like, <laughs> i was like okay now I'm, I'm a little bit more on board <laughs> <laughs> Um, so she goes to the house and she lives with him, thus proceeds hundreds of pages of very, very unpleasant interactions. Um, and there's one point where they're having a conversation about how hard it is for him being a rich white guy who used to bang anyone he wanted. And now it's so hard for him because he used to be hot, but now he has scars on his face. And and Lila's like, okay, yeah, I, I, no, I definitely get it, but like, I'm a black woman. Things are hard for me too. And basically, he's like, no, 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 you don't understand. I used to be hot. That's the worst thing that could ever happen to a person. And the narrative is like, and he's right too. And he's right. There's a part <laughs> two, like, she brings up way too late in the book that she's like, I've actually seen worse because I'm a nurse. So, like, in terms of how bad your scarring could be, it's not that bad. She should have brought that up sooner. But of course, of course, like, the fantasy, I guess, is that now she has to just, like, tiptoe around his fragile masculinity yeah. all fucking day. Like, it's Laura's fucking glass menagerie. 
Yep, I'm queering up the fragile masculinity. Um, <laughs> there's a part two where she's really upset because she has done things she didn't want to do, and she calls her dad, and this is before he knows the extent of it. And her dad is basically like, well, it must be hard for him. You need to be nicer to him. Yep. So the, the narrative is the woman has to has to put on her kid gloves and and just baby the rich white guy's ego because that's what women should do i yep. guess it was rough um no no joke for a good chunk of this book as i was reading it the words were sort of like hitting the surface level of my brain and in the background i was writing out the scene where she came into his bedroom and slit his throat in the night <laughs> And then fled. Like, I am not even joking you. As I was reading it, I was just like, would it be fun if she just killed him? What would be the best way to kill him? Would she have to kill the housekeeper? No, the housekeeper would probably be okay with it. Would that save the company? It doesn't matter at this point. Like, I was writing a whole revenge fantasy in my head while while actively reading this book. Yeah. It wasn't like I'd sit it down and re I was like, and then they talked about how hard life is for him because he used to be hot and just in my mind. And then she drew the letter opener that, that he threatened her with earlier and then <laughs> drew it across his throat. Like it was, um, yeah. Um, I have definitely... So when doing readings through these, like there have been times where it's like, it's whole passages where it's like, I don't need to read this part in part. Cause it's like sometimes the non-important sex stuff. It's like not plot related. Nothing else is going to happen. He's just going to go down on her a bunch. I've already gotten a sample from the first sex scene. I don't need to read anymore. So it's like, I'm skimming through so I can get to the next part. So we got to when they're, these two are finally talking to each other like adults and they're talking about their past relationships or their past people. It's all him. Like we only hear from him for pages and pages and pages. We hear about his past. We hear about his mother and we hear about all of her husbands and all of his stepfathers and, and all how of he's his a Nepo baby kids and the net and like how he got the job and then all the people who were ever bad to him and then all of his ex-girlfriends and how they were all bitches and even before when he was like his, sexy his stepsister who did the worst thing a girl could possibly do to a teenage boy and tried to seduce him and then got him in trouble and yeah it just it was all like, all women are whores and liars obviously yeah and it just went on and on and on and i was like oh my god i cannot believe and like never once we don't bring up like where's her mom no nope. she have other siblings what about her cousins like why did she choose nursing did she have other boyfriends before she had this jason fella like what did she like about this jason fella they were together for two years mm -hmm. what was some like what were the good times like was the uh was that one particular thing he said which is like we're in a two-year relationship and i feel like you're spending all your time with your father and you need to give up some time to me why was that too much like um what are the shitty things that jason did how did that affect her like right he started to to date veronica right afterwards and that obviously hurt your feelings was it veronica specifically or like you know any of those things nope we're not gonna get into anything no she she's not a person no she is a satin pillow upon which to rest his fragile fragile male ego indubitably <sighs> I it mm. <laughs> I'm trying to find that that one um uh 
that one like crazy sentence. There was one of oh, my favorite Oh, here's parts. an example of the fabulous dialogue. <laughs> I see, but that still doesn't quite explain everything. She placed a hand on his arm. Please, let me finish. Okay, but I still don't understand. Uh, uh, I'm like, this is how planks of wood, wood talk. Oh, my God. It there was... Uh, there's another part where, <laughs> so he only dates one type of woman, woman previous to dating her. And that was just rich girls, just mm-hmm. rich white girls, really, or girls with lighter skin, just rich ladies. And, um, and then it was more or less like then they went, didn't want to date him anymore because they didn't want to date somebody ugly so he's like so what other choice did he have like literally this is a sentence but what choice did he have other than choosing some random woman off the street and the very thought disgusted him <laughs> like random woman off the street. <laughs> you're rich hire an escort service you know, there's, they are vetted and very good at their job. There's apps. You just put your face on an app and they can be like, oh, yeah, no, I get it. You're all soon. It's fine. Like, just fake random. Like, that. it's not how dating works. You don't just go out on the street and go, yo, oh, we're going to start dating now. They yeah. also don't want that. <laughs> the, I mean, that's probably how he thinks it works, though. Um, also, there's a point where he talks about, oh, like he lo- he found it so refreshing that Lila didn't wear all that goop on her face like all the other women he used to date. And I'm like, yeah, but if those women didn't wear that much makeup, you wouldn't have been interested in them. Um, also, a fun, standards. a fun, a fun thing. Um, so of course he like bought her a brand new wardrobe and like he wanted her to wear the things that she wanted to that he wanted her to wear. And there's a point that's like wearing a little black dress, which dipped in the front to reveal the top of her tempting cleavage and accentuated her curves to a T. She stood proud and graceful. And this is like a dress that he picked for. And I'm like, I know that this isn't what it means, but accentuated her curves to a T (laughs) made me think that the dress made her T shaped. (laughs) And I was like, that's not what you want. I mean, maybe I it is. To, I want I'm a woman who looks shame. like the letter R. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness gracious me. Um, yeah, so it just... it. Uh, oh, here's an example. So, um, basically, he's an asshole, and she's like... Um, stopping an asshole and there's a point where he's like I'm not going to sugarcoat my words to please your delicate sensibilities this virginal act of yours doesn't go with the fiery vixen who came storming into my office so it's like oh you stood up for yourself obviously that means you're also a whore and I can have sex with you whenever I want I'm just like what like this virginal act of like I don't want to talk about what's happening right now and it's like uh, and it's just it was so it was so rough uh, it was not fun. Um, I will say one of the worst parts is, I mean, so like the turn between their non-consensual, this is your fantasy, FYI, whatever relationship to we are so, we like each other so much, like her turn from being like, I'm not enjoying this sex at all and I don't want to have it anymore to actually, uh, I'm going to go down on you and I'm going to make you have fun and I'm going to show you that I really do like you and it was so fast and mm-hmm. i was like even in this like non-con fantasy really <laughs> mm-hmm. like a, like a like a sentence like her switch from deciding to be one way to another was a sentence and i was mm-hmm. like that's not enough 
I, well, it was after her dad told her that she needed to be nice to the sad, sad man. Right. It was after that, but like, uh, it was just too much. It was too much. It was like, that's too fast. It's too fast. It's too fast. Um, the, this book also used really, um, in my mind, uh, off-putting phrases for certain things. It's like, <laughs> he fucked her little wet box. Yeah. And referred to her nipples as nubbins. <laughs> and I was like, no. Oh, I found it. I found it. Okay. Yay! Okay. So this is Lila quoting her dad. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, comma, so it apostrophe. So it had come as a surprise to see the beginning of the renovations. <sighs> what? <laughs> It's if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So it so it had come as a surprise. I'm just like, what is happening? What are you doing? Anyway, um, so she decides that her lot in life is to um, be the bubble around which uh, his fragile glass male ego can be protected. Um, yep, that's exactly right. Yeah, and on, another thing too that, and like I guess you have to do this with this kind of this kind of um, fantasy is they they really didn't they they um, they use very bizarre euphemisms for things like it's like oh you're hang up on your looks oh if you didn't have so many hang ups it's like no he has trauma <laughs> it's, it's called trauma or it's like oh my issues with with women no it's misogyny it's called <laughs> misogyny. Um, so I just, I found that very bizarre, um, and it wasn't fun and I didn't enjoy it. No, I didn't either. Um, oh, also, sorry, one last thing and then I think I can move on. So the, the three months ends and then she goes back home and then her dad is basically like, you did what? But you liked him. So give him another chance. And then, um, he hunters in his office with Thomas again and he's like so upset because he's in love with her at this point and he makes the comment he's like oh the rejection from the other women it was fine I got over it and I'm like no, no you, you didn't, didn't. No, that's you your didn't. whole goddamn thing <laughs> that's your motivation for absolutely everything no you fucking didn't <sighs> uh. So on top of being um, a fantasy, I thoroughly do not enjoy. Um, because, whatever. We don't need to get into it. Um, on top of that, it was just poorly written. And um, the typos, man. I can't. Oh. I mean, it anyway. was so that there were so many typos in such weird places that I thought, was this an upload problem? Like, like. Like, could the author, like, have, like, uploaded on accident, like, a different draft? Or when they uploaded it, maybe, like, the Kindle programming or whatever moved some things around? I honestly or, thought that about the next book, too, because there are some words that are just left out of sentences in the next book. Yeah. And I'm like... Or it was because you can um, compare two drafts of a document in Word, like, two different versions of it. Uh -huh. And maybe they didn't, like click through all the things they needed to click through so like sentences got superimposed onto each other or something yeah yeah i don't know yeah i enjoyed <laughs> fantasizing about him getting murdered that was fun that was I a fun experience for me thinking about a different book 
that I haven't read yet, but that I hope exists out there, wherein she shows up to this to this like mansion where she's all the same things have happened. She's she's agreed to do this deal and she shows up and she thinks like, oh, this is the type of thing where I'm going to be raped for like three months and I can't believe I signed up for this bullshit. And then she gets there and he's like, so what I like is to be tied up and um, spanked. And she's like, oh, we're switching it around. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, and every time he's not tied up and spanked, he's mean, but it's his bratty way. He's because he's getting like a bratty more. sub. Yes. <laughs> so he's not act. So he like likes to call himself. He's like, that's what I like. To, I want you to call me the beast, the brute. And then I want you to hit me. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here, Here's a harness, a harness with a dildo for which you can peg me. And his whole quote unquote hang up is that most women, that a lot of the women he's dated so far don't like that. (laughs) And he hasn't been able to find a woman that both likes that and he loves. Like he's only Mm. like had mistresses or he's only had people he's hired. But in general, he wants somebody who will spend his life with him and do (laughs) these things with him. And it's been harder to find that person. And then he finds her. And it's new for her, so he has to teach her those things, and that's awkward. And then there's a scene where she puts a remote-controlled plug in him while he's at a business meeting, and she keeps putting up the settings. Yes! Ah! Yes! And then, like, she has to go abscond and, like, you know, be with her dad for a little bit who's sick and she's worried about him. And she just sort of leaves quickly. And there's a whole misunderstanding. And he thinks, because he's got way big abandonment issues, that she's abandoned him. And he's sad about it. But then she comes back and she tells him he's been a bad boy. And he's like, thank God. And they get back together and fall in love. Oh, that's how the book can end. She comes in and like snaps her belt. And it's like, you've been a bad boy. Great. I love it. Let's read that book. Yeah, let's read that book. Okay. Anyway, that wasn't this book. This book we read was bad and bad and bad. Uh, That was Mistress to the Beast by Eve Vaughn. Not Yvonne. Eve Vaughn. Vaughn. The Princess and the Evil Queen, a lesbian romance retelling of the classic fairy tale Snow White by Lola Andrews. Meet Snow White and the Evil Queen as you never have before in this lesbian erotic romance retelling of the classic fairy tale. Once upon a time, there was a princess and an evil queen. Fated by powers of old to be enemies, Princess Snow White and the Evil Queen wage war until the Evil Queen poses an unusual truce. Snow will spend a moon's cycle by her side, during which time she will decide whether she wants to stay with the Queen or return to her husband, the Prince. Can Snow White and the Evil Queen overcome their terrible past and find love, or will destiny tear them apart? For fans of adult fairy tales and lesbian romance! Yes. That's what the book says, Claire. Yes. Um, is that were, what this book is about? There were parts of this book I laughed out loud so hard. Um, um, I will say, to get to that part where the evil queen, who is at war with Princess Snow White, where they get to that unusual truce, um, there is so much backstory that this author had to go through. 
And they wanted to put it in such a way that it was very fairy tale like and very once upon a time. It was just pages and pages and pages and pages and pages and pages and pages, and pages of like, let's speed through this, but also we'll slow down here. But also, spe-. I was like, oh my God, we got to get to the book, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we are almost halfway through. <laughs> we have not gotten to the book yet. <laughs> <laughs> it was and and the language was very much trying to be old fairy tale style but not quite capturing it like here's a sentence twins they were and handsome as the sun <laughs> it was like twins Fair. they were <laughs> twins okay. they were <laughs> um so it's a very complicated backstory <laughs> That was unnecessarily complicated. But here we go. So there's an evil king, and he wants to fuck all the... Okay, I'm going to do this drunk history style. I'm just going to say things. Yay! (laughs) Okay. There's an evil king, and he just wants to fuck all the hot ladies who are, let's say, under 16. And so then he's just grabbing them up, and it is like sad times when your daughters are hot. Because you just know the king is going to grab them up. So this one farmer and his wife have these have twin daughters, and they are hotties, which makes them very sad. Because they know the king is just going to grab them up. And a do. He grabs him up, puts him in a tower. <laughs> and he grabs him up. <laughs> puts him in a tower, and they're very sad about it. But here's the thing. It's very important to remember. One is sad, and one is very angry. <laughs> anyway, they're so pretty that the fairies themselves love them. And they're like, oh, look at these pretty girls. So then when one of the twins dies of sadness. Let's grab him up. Yeah. One of the twins dies of sadness for being in the tower. The other twin is like, fuck this. I'm angry town. She escapes uh, with the help of a guard who she fucks in the woods and then slits his throat uh, after he's inseminated her. And is like, yes, your seed will help with my revenge. And then she goes into the woods and lives in the woods with the fairies who are like, you're hot. And so we like you. Um, lives with the fairies and then she gives birth to a daughter raises her daughter up on uh, revenge and fairies and then sends her back into to the evil king and the evil king is like shit you're hot get in my tower and she's like that's all part of the plan so she does get in the tower the king already had a wife previous to this but like she was a sad sack and dies in the tower leaving a daughter behind snow white so when our new girl comes and uh ready to enact revenge the daughter's already there so we don't have to worry about incest this is not incest fantasy the book seems to underline several times when it gets to that (laughs) section (laughs) um and that night at their wedding night, this, the, this, you know, this daughter of the, the angry twin, the, whose name is Harlow, Harlow and the king have sex and she fucks him to death. He dies and now she's the queen. This was one of my favorite parts of the book because it was kind of hilarious. And then she's like, I have to be the queen. <laughs> I'd really rather just fuck back off to the forest. I don't want to be in charge of anything. 
<laughs> and that cracked my shit up. She was just like, oh, now I'm in charge. Damn it. <laughs> and like Snow White was like, but I'll be your friend. And she's like, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> like, I, was, I still feel angry for revenge reasons. Like that wasn't fulfilling enough. And I guess I'm the queen now. And everybody's like, yeah, you're the queen. You're in charge. You got to, you know, shepherd us. And she's like, fuck. And then it becomes obvious that it's dangerous, that there's like this Snow White princess who's actually supposed to take over the throne and other people start vying for her to take over. And so then the evil queen has really no choice also because the fairies are like, yeah, kill her, kill her, kill her, because fairies be fairies. Because <laughs> um, fairies be fairies. Also, they speak to her from mirrors. So which she I like, thought was like... The yeah, whole, that was great. Like one of the mirror, the mirror scenes were fucking fabulous. Um, but we're not even to the book yet. <laughs> yeah, the, the book hasn't started yet. So, at this point, all of the normal, like, stuff happens that happens between Snow White and the Evil Queen, where the Evil Queen, like, wants her killed, so he sends her off with the Huntsman. The Huntsman can't do it. And then the Evil Queen, like, disguises herself and gives her an apple, and she eats the apple, and it's supposed to be, like, a deathless slumber for the rest, you know, for the rest of eternity. And then a prince comes along and wakes her up and saves her from her forever slumber. The prince, now here we pick up new again. Like, this is now part of our reimagined fairy so tale. So this is the book starting. No, the book hasn't started yet, because we have to start the war. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Because then the prince is like, holy shit, all that happened to you? What a bitch that evil queen is. I'm going to fight on your behalf. We're going to go and we're going to take back over your throne for you. And she's like, and Snow White's like, yes, that's what should happen. I'm angry and I'm upset about this. And uh, yes, I want you to fight for me. And then begins like a long war. It seems like it's at least five years or something <laughs> where the evil queen and Snow White are pitted pitting against each other in like forces. And now the book starts. <laughs> <laughs> Three days later. Like they're on the battlefield. It's been like a horrible war. Like the two sides are meeting. Like the evil queen and the princess, they meet each other. And the princess is like, this war sucks. I hate it. What are we going to do? And the prince is like, you, you know, evil queen, you should surrender. And the evil queen is like, look, I'm like way better than you guys. Um, here's what I'll do. Why don't, why doesn't Snow come with me and live with me for a month? And if she likes it, she stays with me and the war is over that way. And that's the end of it. Or if she doesn't like it, she can go back to you. I will fuck off to the forest, which is what I've always wanted to do anyway. And um, you two rule the kingdom. And Snow White's like, oh, that sounds great. Because I hate this war and secretly do not like this prince. And <laughs> But I prince, don't know that yet. Right. And the prince is like, um, I guess. I don't really know. And, and Snow White, and it says, for the first time ever, turns to the prince and says, no, this is a good idea. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes off with the evil queen, Harlow. At this point, the book starts. <laughs> Oh my god and it's like oh, like it just it seems insane importantly we are only ever in snow white's head we're never in the evil queen's head we just we're like at this point we kind of transition into from like the overarching we're kind of looking over everything like omniscient narrator 
to a narrator that's very much focused just on Snow White. So we never get to be in Harlow's head. Um, and pretty much what Harlow's deal was, was, oh, I'm going to seduce you into liking to be here. And then I'm going to kill you at the end of the month. Like that's Harlow's plan in the, in the end. Like we don't really find out that she's going to kill her at the end, but like that's her plan. Harlow is a lesbian and she's down with like, you know, whatever Snow's up, up for. And Snow's like, oh, yeah, please. I've never come in my entire life. That asshole can't do shit. And, like, that night she takes her home. It's just immediately, like, let's get just, down to it. Like, immediately. Fuck right away. <laughs> because, so, the thing is, so, this, okay. This book had some problems. Um, <laughs> first and foremost, Snow White is a cardboard woman who doesn't feel strong feelings about anything. Mm -mm. Um, but the the issue that I want to bring up now for me is that it keeps it kept harkening back to that time they spent together in the castle after the king had died, but before Harlow tried to kill Snow White. And it seemed like a number of years that they were like just living there together. And it seemed like Snow White wanted to fuck Harlow, like, from the jump. And just, like, didn't really, I don't know, didn't act on it, didn't understand her feelings, whatever, whatever. But it kept, like, talking about these moments that they shared, but we never saw them. So I wish, instead of our fairy tale preamble, that we had had flashback scenes to when they were just, like, first learning to, like, interact with each other at the castle to like juxtapose with what's going on now. And then we find out the stuff about the, the angry mom and the sad sister during a conversation where Snow White can like react to it. But that's not what happens. It, no, oh. no, I think, I mean, once we get into the sex part of this book and it just becomes sort of a fun erotica between <laughs> an evil queen and she's evil fyi this book does a really really good job of keeping her really evil up until the end right but at the same time it's just like oh she's so evil she's so evil and like there are all these you know rumors of her being a witch and blah 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 and the people out in the provinces are like ah but everyone in the castle is like oh hey harlow you're the best let's hang out some more oh my god you're so funny we love you and it's like, oh, Harlow just doesn't see how much people love her. I'm like, so is she evil or not? Is she hated or is she not? Like, I don't understand. No, it's hard. It's it's hard to tell because also Snow White wants to know this question as well. Yeah. And she spends one of her days just interviewing people, which this is the second time I think we've had that in a book where... <laughs> where the one of the characters is in a royal's like house and is like hey so what do you think of the person who's in charge of you and could kill you if they found out you said something mean <laughs> it was our um our princess book the straight one where she went to that other country and none of it mattered and then yeah. she came home and was like oh the propaganda oh yeah. i live under a totalitarian government <laughs> hey working class person under this totalitarian government will you speak up against your totalitarian government and they're like no fuck you no ah it, yeah she's like so evil queen and they're like she's a queen goodbye now <laughs> It was, oh God. Yeah, it was 
It was. I mean, I, like the sex parts of this were very sexy. Like yes. And but they got in the. There were too many. There were too many. The, well, and then all the the fun stuff, the tying up and stuff. How most of that happened happened off screen, and I was upset about that. Yeah. Okay. I do want to. I'm going to cover really quick, like the some one of the mirror scenes. The way that this particular book does in the mirrors with um with this with this evil queen it's not just a mirror it's pretty much a hall of mirrors like a fun house of mirrors in this Mm -hmm. one room and you just sort of escape into it you don't even know you're in the mirrors anymore it's just like a world where you see doubles and triples and then just things disappear and they come back and then sometimes the room feels like a large room just surrounded by one large mirror and sometimes it's like many mirrors that are surrounding you and it's like this is perfect this feels Mm -hmm. so magical and it feels so dark and like when she goes in there she's just hearing the laughter of the fairies who are making fun of her and she knows that like that's what's really happening behind the magic like it's so great and then the magic of the dark you know of the evil queen was super fun there's there's a great time they go among the people to do queen stuff and the prince comes and he's like angry he's like i want my my wife back and and the evil queen is like oh her and she just sort of snaps her fingers and like this sexy ooze like sparkles over snow white and like just makes her like fucking hot and horny and like just deep down in her she's like the one who's moaning for me right now. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> such a good power play. It was like, that is evil queen shit. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, I enjoyed the Prince Charles. He like, they'd be like, okay, well, if we just, if everything just keeps going as it is, everything should be fine. And he just keeps fucking it up. And he oh. keeps being like, he, Snow White, I'm sure she's treating you terribly. I will rescue you. And she's like, no, it's actually fine. Like, the, the deal made it sound like she was going to be Harlow's, like, lady maid. Yeah. And then they show up at the castle and Harlow's just like, yeah, do whatever you want. Bye. I got shit to do. Um, <laughs> so Charles, like, I thought I was going to be your maid. She's like, you can't clean for shit. Why would I ask you to be my maid? <laughs> <laughs> so Charles keeps being like, Snow, Snow, I will rescue you. And Snow White, like, writes back, talks to him a couple times. He's like, no, just like, I'm honestly i'm fine just like stay at home for like another month or whatever and like then this war will be over and he's like oh you've been ensorcelled oh you can't honestly mean what you say i'm going to take my men in now and he just like she she clearly communicates to him and he's just like no 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 that can't be right she's like oh god you son of a bitch and then we find out he's never made her come he's terrible in bed She's like, oh, I never loved the guy, did he? Also, I, I really appreciated this moment. It's like, yeah, this whole, like, true love's kiss thing. That's not even what happened. He didn't even kiss me. He moved me and the apple, the poison apple fell out of my throat. So I was able to wake up again. He didn't even do that right. Yeah. Um, it was good. I really liked the character of Prince Charles in that, like, he was, <laughs> he was a doof. I mean, he, like... And the way Snow described him, so, like, she's a dumb narrator, but, like, the way she describes him in such a way, like, that he is Mm well-meaning, and he's not a bad person. Like, she really just had no basis for comparison, because she'd lived in a tower most of her life. So, and, and she felt 
a duty to him and she'd grown up on nothing but fairy tales where it's like you're supposed to marry the prince and in that way like i felt like oh this whole book was kind of a lovely metaphor for somebody who's just coming out sexually who's Mm -hmm. just been who's been entrenched in this one kind of society her whole life and is now discovering new ways of being and like here's the lesbian who's making her feel new things and all of society is telling her that this person is evil this person is evil her ways are evil her sexuality is evil but it's not it's not it's inherently not and like Mm -hmm. for the metaphor of it all i liked it yeah he was the best sort of villain in a queer narrative which is that he he does what he does because he does not he cannot comprehend that people whose lifestyles and choices are different than his are also valid and happy yeah and And, yeah yeah, and on the whole like if he could just comprehend that he would change and he would be different but he can't and this was this was a great line that i thought was great about him he could be obsessive when pushing towards his goals and without his mother to calm his temper down and only to and only the encouragement of his generals to keep him going it was evident to snow that he was at his most manic okay that was also the worst sentence ever because it made no sense but (laughs) because this book also had was full of that problem but i mean i just like that it was like it threw in the mother thing it threw in like the like if all by himself if if this guy was prince charles was all by himself you could probably talk to the guy (laughs) (laughs) but like once he had a goal set in mind that's all he was gonna do again the sentence was weird and i'd forgotten that it was also weird when i started reading it (laughs) (laughs) you're like oh i i'm lost i'm lost now where's the map quest for the sentence yeah so it's a, a, a deep cut for us older folk. So it comes to the end and, you know, the, as we're coming to the end of like their time together and the evil queen is going to do whatever the evil queen is going to do. She doesn't want to do it anymore because she's fallen in love with snow and she knows that snow is going to pick her because she's also, you know, they love each other. So she takes her out to the glade where, you know, Oh, the evil queen is going to kill herself. She's like, this will end everything. Like, you know, whatever. We'll figure it out. Like, I, we don't have to deal with this anymore. Snow can go off and be with her prince and it's going to be fine. Or she doesn't have to. She can just ruin the kingdom, whatever. And I won't be in the way. So Snow goes to try to stop her. The prince is coming in after. Like, everything is coming to a head. The prince is like, just fucking kill yourself already, lady, if you're going to do it. And Snow is like, no, no, don't you understand? I'm in love with her and I choose her. And, you know, the evil queen is like, no, no, no. The fairies need blood. The fairies need blood. One of us has to die. And all I kept thinking in my head is like, kill the king, prince. Like, we all hate the prince. It's fine. (laughs) And then the prince rushes. It had to do with and um it had to do with like the revenge pact and because right. that snow was still like had the it was of the king's bloodline yeah but... yeah we couldn't just kill the prince for fun like we but that, uh, wouldn't uh, that have made everything so much oh my better God. and it would have been great if it, we found out that the prince was actually one of like the evil king's by blows and so it worked out fine that way too yeah, um yeah, yeah. so we're just like which yeah, there was a hot second that I was like, are we going to find out that uh, Snow White and Charles are cousins and then they're going to kill him? That would have been great. Um, <laughs> but instead, so the prince comes, he's going to kill the evil queen and he accidentally like almost kills Snow White. And then the author realized she was done writing. <laughs> The author was like, I don't really want to write anymore. 
more chapter and it was just a year later everything's fine (laughs) 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 the evil queen is now not seen as evil she's gotten together with snow white and who people don't see as stupid anymore you know she was almost run through by charles who felt real guilty about the whole thing and his guilt made him see like oh okay maybe i was in the wrong the whole time he's flounced back off to his mommy he's fine everybody's fine and now we're just having great sex and we're in charge of the kingdom the end (laughs) (laughs) i'm done oh shit i gotta wrap it up don't i fuck there. <laughs> like, oh, it needs an HEA. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Uh Yeah, but she didn't want to spend any more time on this. No more flurid language. No more like the moment of like love or like whatever. Nope, nope. It's a year later. Everything's fine. <laughs> <It's> like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um so this book did also have one very weird moment. So, um, Snow White kept calling, um, kept giving uh, the evil queen, Harlow, um, a pet name. And it was, uh, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, Carino. Um, and it was like, she kept saying that. And finally Harlow was like, what does that mean? And it means like beloved or loved one or something in Castilian. <laughs> and I was like, no, book, no, <laughs> no. We're, we're in you- real Europe now. That is a real place and that language has a very specific history <laughs> that has a specific time period <laughs> <laughs> and, like, you can't just, and it's like a very specific part of spain and you can't just pull that out and say like oh it's castilian i'm like oh now i know where we are like <laughs> Oh, I gosh. mean, and, and it's not where we are. It's also like, no, we're in fantasy world. We're in like, you know, fake general European. We're in like, whatever. Like, it doesn't like, don't bring me into the real world. Absolutely not. And now you're like, oh, Castilian. Fuck you. No book. <laughs> it's all, it's broken. There's whatever magic was there. You've broken it. And I was like, you could have just made up anything. Yeah. I was like, no, 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 no. no. Um, for me, there were so, there were some things that I really enjoyed. I'm going to read you a sentence that I was like, this is fabulous. This is an amazing sentence. This is when Harlow's like getting her off. Snow's pleasure built discreetly following the meter of Harlow's caresses. I was like, ooh, that's great. And then um, we find out later that because Harlow is touched by the fae folk, that she has, like, flower tattoos all over her body um, that are very beautiful. And then when Snow gets stabbed and Harlow invokes the fae to, like, save her, we find out afterwards that where the scar was, there's now, like, a tattoo of an apple blossom branch. Uh And, of course, Snow White had this whole thing against about apples the whole time. The thing for me is that the sex got in the way of the romance. <laughs> like, so so in reading the book, it's like, okay, here's, here's the proposal. I'm like, oh, okay, great. So we're going to, like, have, and, and, of course, I read this book second because I always read the queer book second. I'm like, oh, so we're going to have a similar situation to our previous book where, like, oh, she's she's a prisoner. 
her, but also she's into the sex and blah, blah, blah. And then, no, they fuck right away. And I'm like, oh, okay, so this book is about her being torn between um, her love for the prince and her love for Harlow. No, we realize pretty soon in that the prince is an absolute dip. And it's like, oh, so it's going to be her torn between her duty to her people and her kingdom against her, quote, selfish wants of, no, that doesn't come up at all. It, like, alludes to the fact that she's conflicted, but I'm like, I don't, I don't feel conflicted at all. And oh, there, there could very well be things that I missed. And, and because there's a lot in my life stressing me out, I uh, found myself like scanning the pages, but then not absorbing anything because I was like thinking about other things. So there may have been things that I missed in my reading of it. I will say that. But I was just like, where's the, where, where is the conflict? Where's the tension? Like, she shows up, she has great sex, and then she's basically like, yeah, I want to stay here. But then we have another month. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, then what are we doing? What are we even doing? Yeah, no. I think the one time it came up in the sex, which there was a, an interesting sex scene where the queen comes in, they're going to be having sex, and she knows it. And she binds Snow White and like makes her kneel down on the floor in front of a regular mirror. Just a regular old mirror, not any of her fairy mirrors. <laughs> And then she's like, look at yourself, you're beautiful. And like, this is like such a dommy thing. And it was, you know, very sub-dom. There was a lot of that going on in there. And the ropes, like she bound her with, were painful, but Snow liked it. But then she realized that the queen, the evil queen was standing above her, like in her full queen regalia. And like looking at her, down at her in the mirror, so that Snow was like on her knees, naked, like open in front of the mirror. And the queen was above her and Snow was like, I don't like this. <laughs> and, and Snow readjusted the sex so that she wasn't looking in the mirror anymore. And later, you know, the queen asked her, she was like, well, I, I guess you didn't like the BDSM stuff. She doesn't say BDSM, but she's like, I guess you didn't like the BDSM stuff. She's like, oh, no, no, no. I loved that. And I love being domed. That was fine. I don't like you bringing the real life part of our dominant relationship into our sex stuff. Like... I know you're the evil queen who's in charge of me and I am definitely your like, you know, sex slave. That's obviously a thing that's happening. I don't like you bringing that into the bedroom itself. Like we can have sub dom stuff, but that's playtime. Mm -hmm. That's our real dominant sub life. And I don't want to have that in the bed. And she was like, Oh, okay. And I yeah. thought that's an interesting problem. <laughs> also, um, so of so Harlow also has several mirrors in her bedchambers and she can talk to the fairies in those mirrors also. Right. And in that conversation, Snow White's like, also the mirrors give me the fucking heebie-jeebies. And Harlow's like, fair, 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 fair. Yes. Yep. 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 So, uh, yeah, I mean, so I would say, <laughs> okay, one, if, if you like a lesbian romance that is like that touches on the subdom stuff and is like super sexy and sexy like if you've ever imagined what like having sex with the evil queen would be like this may be a book for you but this is mm -hmm. definitely a good parts book like this is a read the sex scenes book like because all the it's like no the rest of it's fine the rest of it yeah. is honestly boring more often than yeah. not i'm real sorry author but the rest of it is honestly boring and the sex scenes don't really work in with the plot. It's just sex stuff. So if that's what you want, like, this is a good book for that. Like, the mm -hmm. sex scenes were super hot. And it, she was an evil queen the whole time. And the other one was really Snow White. And that was all mm -hmm. great. 
the the writer did a good thing too because we we get a sex scene immediately so it's like oh where do we go from here but it was like snow white was naked and harlow was fully dressed and like the things that happened and so there was still intimacy and things to build off of that so like the first time harlow was naked for sex was kind of a big deal and it's like oh okay so the, like you came in hot but there was still room to grow which is what we need yeah. to have happen yeah. So I appreciated that. Um, can I can I go on a little grammar rant? Oh, please. This book needs it. Okay. Lie versus lay. Okay. It's dumb. It is dumb. It is dumb that English does this. I will be the first one to say it. So one lies down but one lays something down. So if you're going into bed, you lie down. But if you're putting something down, you lay it down. And it doesn't help that the past tense of lie is lay. So if I went into my bed yesterday, I would say I lay down. It's dumb. It's stupid. English <laughs> shouldn't do that. I understand. So when I see people mixing that up, I don't get upset. Because often people will say, like, oh, she laid down and blah, blah, blah. And, like, th that's technically inaccurate, but f fuck it. Like, there's no reason for that distinction to happen. But what did drive me crazy is if you're going to pick one way of doing it, just stick with it. Because there was one point where we got the sentence, and earlier in the book, it was like, oh, the, like Harlow laid down, and this and this happened. And I'm like, okay, sure, whatever. And then we get the sentence, Snow lied down to steal a kiss. No. No, that is incorrect. Also, you did it differently earlier in the book. Just pick a way to do it and do it. Yeah. Uh... Um, I would like to read a sentence that I had to read a couple of times. Please. Um, but is indicative of another problem that this author had in the book. She came upon one of Harlow's advisors standing by the mirror room, and she feared the queen to be locked inside it. The door was half open, so Snow peeked inside the room, trying to see something within the shadows. <sighs> okay. If you can't hear the problem, these two sentences are coming right after another. She feared the queen to be locked inside it. The door was half open. <laughs> oh, no. You know, so it's like you can't like. So if she thought maybe one, she had no reason to fear the queen was locked inside a room like the, the queen has been shown to be many times in charge. Uh, another problem, the advisor was standing outside? No, it was a guard. We later find out it was a guard. There's always guards outside these rooms. They're not just, like, dudes who are her advisors <laughs> standing outside. There are always guards. So we've gotten the who uh, is standing outside. And then just from Snow's perspective, she looks, she sees the door. And then she sees it's half open. But when when does she see that it's half right away right the fuck away so she can't have enough time to fear that the queen is locked inside of it it it's so messy <laughs> <laughs> yeah just read the sex scenes um so yeah this is just read the sex scenes i mean it was also very funny at the beginning of the book when we finally get to like the book book part where it's not just like the fairy tale part 
Um, uh, the first drop of rain fell upon the ground before the hooves of Snow White's horse. The second one fell upon her skin, missing her leathers and, uh, and armor and dropping down the back of her neck, upsettingly cold. She shivered as she looked up at the sky. The rain finally started to fall over them, horses, soldiers alike. And then, like, she's, like, it's them coming on this. And then, <laughs> and then she's, like, she sees the evil queen. The evil queen, or so some called her, was standing there. Still, Snow had a hard time thinking of her as such. And in her thoughts, she remained Harlow. She's calling to us, Snow said, looking at the queen a few feet away, standing before her fierce army. <laughs> uh, she calling to us? She's a few feet away? Snow, Snow White. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm right here, Harlow. Snow I'm White, right come here, please. Here. I'm, I'm. <laughs> I'm like, I can reach out and touch you. Snow White, come here. I'm calling to you. I'm t what? What is happening? And then Charles is like, kill her. Kill her now. <laughs> anyway, this book had a problem with from sentence to sentence, knowing exactly what the blocking is, judging distance and knowing when Snow White discovered a thing. Yeah, that is a, that is a, that's something that I see a lot. Um, in some of these books is that like oh you you wrote the sentence because you liked how it sounded and the imagery it evoked great that's a good reason to write a sentence but then the next sentence undoes that and like that's cr that's crazy pants right <laughs> you, yeah. you have to think you have to think through anyway that that was the princess and the evil queen a lesbian romance retelling of classic fairy tale snow white by lola andrews indeed <laughs> god are you ready? Are you ready? Let's play Fuck Mary. Fuck Mary. Fuck Mary. Fuck Mary. Fuck Mary. Fuck Mary. Fuck Fuck Mary. Kill. All right, you go first. Okay. Claire. Mm -hmm. Fuck, Mary kill. Mm -hmm. Prince Charles. Mm -hmm. Hunter. Mm -hmm. Or Jason, who again was Lila's ex that cheated on her and then immediately was like, but come back to me, baby. <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> Well, I'm not going to fuck Prince Charles because it's <laughs> evident he is no good at it. <laughs> He's no good at it. So I think I am actually going to fuck Hunter. Okay. Look, it's just one time. <laughs> yeah. And we didn't talk about the sex scenes, so we're just going to say that they were good. Um, <laughs> they, they, they were the type of sex scene that that writer wanted. Yes. So I'm going to say, if it only has to happen once, and if it's a thing I want at that moment, yep, let's, I'm going to fuck him. Great, great, great. So which means I'm going to marry I, Jason. And then you're going to want to go home at the end of the night and be like, it's because of my scars, isn't it? It's because <laughs> you hate me. You're just after me for my money. And you're like, no, I just wanted your dick. And now I'm going home. You're a whore, just like all women. Uh, yeah. 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 I need that all in my life. Um, yep. Just the one time. Um, and then I'm going to marry Jason because I actually think he was fine. <laughs> he 
we, I mean, in compared to everyone else, sure. He also he was an asshole. Oh, yeah, but like he's also a surgeon at a hospital. They're all assholes. And we actually, we know very, very little about Jason, except that one time he put up an ultimatum, like, spend more time with me or we're breaking up. And she chose breaking up, which is a legitimate response. Yes, that's very true. And I honestly, like, I, like, I don't think ultimatums are good for relationships, Mm -mm. but they'd been together for two years. And I think he was probably shooting up. He's probably been saying something like that for a while. And she just wasn't listening. And he was like, well, I'm going to throw in this ultimatum. And she gave him, she was like, well, I don't like it. So that was the end of that. Maybe he's learned his lesson. Like he dated another person out of anger, came back and realized, no, I miss you. So... I don't know. Fuck yeah, let's go with Jason. <laughs> he sounds like a normal human being. <laughs> Fair. Uh, and Neil. Um, I'm going to. I think I'm also going to fuck Hunter. Um, I'm going to marry Charles because then I can be a king or king consort. <laughs> Um, and I'll just have affairs with the stable boys or you know what maybe I'll open his eyes to a whole new way of living and then he will he will change he probably was in the closet and he was just pissed that queer people got to be happy and he didn't think he deserved it facts facts yeah and that's why he was bad at fucking Snow White he didn't know what he was doing he's like I'm not interested in this at all there was a scene where they're at like the table like and she's really like oh, harlow always pays attention to me when we're at dinner like she touches me we have conversations charles never does he just eats and talks to his generals why do i like this guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i'll marry him um and not to say that i'm going to fix him with my love but maybe maybe he'll change um and then I'm going to kill Jason just because, like, I don't know. Like, like your argument, Stan, but also he was just like, oh, no, I was, I was fucking this other woman to make you jealous. And now I'm going to ignore you when you tell me to leave you alone and just keep pestering you to uh, be with me again. And then there's a scene we didn't really talk about when Hunter and Lila, like, oh, my God, when Hunter, they, so Hunter and Lila start liking each other and they decide to go on a date outside of the house. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm so uncomfortable, but I can't turn, I can't cancel because she was so excited to actually leave the house for the first time in two months. And I'm like, oh, anyway, but Jason shows up at the restaurant and he's like, see, this is why I thought they lived in the same city because Jason was there. I know. I know. And Jason, Jason sees hunter and he's like oh you left me for that because he's a shallow asshole and i don't i don't have time for it i don't have time for it so i'm gonna kill him okay claire yeah all right well then your choices are lila Uh uh-huh snow white Uh uh-huh or harlow the evil queen okay okay i'm going to I'm going to fuck Lila. Um, I feel like 
I feel she's probably great at it. It would probably be a perfectly lovely evening. Um, she'd bring me some water ice and some sandwiches and, um, yeah, and then we'd sort of chat and I'd, I'd actually, actually ask her like, oh, what's it like being a nurse? Tell me about yourself. Oh, that sucks about your dad. Isn't capitalism the worst? Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like I'd enjoy that. I'm going to marry Harlow mm-hmm. because, oh. She's she's good at the sex. She's a queen. She has magic. She sounded so hot too with her yeah. like auburn hair and her f- wildflower tattoos and yeah, I'll I'll sign up for that. Um and then I'm going to kill Snow. Not because I want to, but just I feel like if I just like dunk her in some water she'll dissolve like cheap cardboard, so it happens. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to do the same thing. Like, for me, it was like, at first it was between Snow and Lila, like, who I was going to kill, who I was going to fuck. But honestly, Snow doesn't know what the fuck she wants. She doesn't know who she is. She doesn't know where she's going. She she lets, she wants everybody. She, she actually literally says this in the book. She's like, I do not want to be in charge. I just want to flounce around the forest all the time. So whoever she's like i was gonna be with the prince because he was gonna be in charge when we got to it and now you're in charge it's fine she's a natural sub and that is not for me um so i'm gonna do the same things that you said i'm absolutely gonna marry harlow because she sounds like hella fun and i'm gonna fuck lila because i think she deserves a nice night out on top of that, Snow didn't have any strong feelings about anything no. other than getting off, which good for you, girl. Like, you deserve it. But, like, she was never like, oh, I feel actually torn. Let's spend time narratively on my feelings. But it was like, just like, oh, this is happening. I'm going over here now. I thought it was your maid. No? Okay. I'll just go talk to talk to the, the cook or whatever. I'll just do this. Oh, no, okay. The she moment she the evil queen says, here's my proposition. She's like, yeah, that sounds great. Bye, Felicia. Like, yeah. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. Also, Snow White did not finish a sentence for the first like 75% of that book. No. People just kept interrupting her. <laughs> she was like, fine, whatever. She's like, but what if I... And then our, either Harlow or Charles were like, no, because blah, blah. I'm like, okay, whatever. She's whatever, girl. Okay. Um, out of all of the characters, characters well um i'm gonna kill hunter uh-huh. <laughs> because god fuck that guy fuck that yeah. guy yep um and not even for the sex stuff like we said i'm gonna kill him for all the other reasons yep um i'm gonna kill hunter i am going to marry harlow still because oof, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so much fun so powerful so great yeah uh-huh. um which makes it hard like because then i guess i'm gonna fuck lila after that like okay that's fair yeah again to have her have a good night out like show her the world you know like you know maybe put her in a support group for aging parents like something like that <laughs> yeah oh that would be nice great um i'm also gonna kill hunter like Bye. Bye. <laughs> I'm also going to marry Harlow because like, ooh, 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 ooh. Um, and then I think I understand fucking Lila. I also, she has a lot going on right now. And I feel like I would just like be a distraction from that. I, I don't feel like I'd be the support that she needs. So I'm going to fuck Thomas, <laughs> which oh. is Hunter's friend, friend and business associate who was like, stop being an asshole guy. 
because uh, he he seemed like a perfectly lovely chap, and um, according to Hunter, was the only person who didn't flinch when he looked at uh, Hunter's scars and would still like look him in the eye and stuff. Mm-hmm. He sounded lovely. I'm gonna fuck him. <laughs> then I'll leave because his best friend is a garbage monster. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, and the books, Claire. Um. Ooh. I'm gonna kill them both. Fair. I just look. There's a lot to recommend with the Princess and the Evil Queen, mm-hmm. but there was so much to not recommend, and it's not. I did not enjoy reading it. Like, and I love these kinds of books. And this was a hard read. It was a hard sell for me. I just, again, this is a good parts book. Go in for the good parts. Enjoy. But like this, not for me. And the other book was definitely not for me. There was nothing in the other book for me to recommend. Like nothing at all. So it feels weird to kill them both for that reason. Because like one of them I hated so much. And the other one I was meh on. But Mm -hmm. sorry. They're both. They're both for the chopping. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do the same. Um... Mistress of the Beast, again, like, it's a specific fantasy, and not only is it not a fantasy I enjoy, it's a fantasy that I just, like, I can't get behind. Um, So it was really rough. And then on top of that, other parts of it were poorly written. Um, And then, yeah, Princess and the Evil Queen, like, the sex scenes were great. There's some really fun ideas in there. Like you said, like, the mirror stuff was really great. Charles was, like, exactly what we needed him to be. Um, the, the idea of like the, the, if you're touched by the fairy folk, you get these beautiful tattoos and things. I just wish that there had been more romance in between the sex scenes. Yeah. And this title, it does say, right. It does say romance. I just (laughs) want to double check. It does not say erotica. Yeah. Lesbian romance. Lesbian romance. I needed more romance. There was too much sex and not enough romance. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to kill it but like I I feel kind of bad so it it won't be as gruesome a death but it's still going to happen. Ever, it's an everlasting sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Great. All right. Um well, so does that mean that it's it's time for our favorite game? It is time for our favorite game. <gasps> Christine, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yay, yay. Okay. All right, I do have a feeling you'll be able to like pick it out. All right, all right. <laughs> okay. Let's go, let's go. I have had some whiskey. All right, yeah. <laughs> all Is right. it whiskey? Oh, man, that would be amazing. That's a really ooh. Okay, yeah. We I just thought of ideas for future themes. Sorry. You're um, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> so the first one is Storm Warning by Nellie Wilson. And the second one is Outrun the Rain by Emma ah! Walker. Is it tornadoes? Hurricanes? I'm... Storms. It storm chasers. It's storm chasers. Okay. <laughs> it's storm chasers. Neil got it. It's storm chasers. The full title for for the second one is uh, Outrun the Rain, the Storm Boys series, book one by N.R. Walker. And the other one is Storm Warning, a novella by Nellie Wilson. Great. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. I've never seen Twister. Oh, my God. Well, you got to watch Twister. Okay. It's been a while. 
I know. It's oh, I'd love that. That's love Helen that Hunt, right? Mm-hmm. Helen okay. Hunt and the guy. Wait, is it are, Paxton? Bill it, Paxton. Bill Paxton. He, is he Jurassic Park? No. Okay. No. <laughs> Great. That's what I was checking on, making sure that he was not. Nor is she, even though I I get her confused with Laura Lenny sometimes. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, well, and Laura Liddy is also not um, <laughs> not in Jurassic Park. <laughs> Laura Dern, that's what I meant. I was picturing Laura Dern, but I said Laura Lenny. Oh God, okay. And Laura Learn, <laughs> Laura Liddy and Laura Dern are also not in Twister, right? Okay, correct, correct. Okay, oh, Carrie Owens is in Twister. Yeah, really? actually, there's a lot of cool Jimmy people Gertz. in Twister. Oh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Wow. Yeah, it's one of Philip Seymour Hoffman's earlier roles. Um, and he is, Todd Field is also in Twister. Oh, so Joe is Alan Slotnick. Rock. Oh, wow. I had no idea. Yeah. Maybe I should check it out. I don't know. Maybe I don't we should know. all watch it. Like, yeah. Fucking, it's not a great movie. It's also one of the best movies. It's one of those <laughs> movies. <laughs> Neil, you and I watched Speed together. <sighs> yes it's speed <laughs> but with tornadoes but with yes tornadoes. <laughs> okay sort of i mean there's no terrorist like loading up the tornadoes with bombs or anything but <laughs> oh well, that wow, maybe we something. need to do a remake maybe yeah oh now i'm just sad about philip seymour hoffman yeah but anthony rapp is in twister yeah huh yeah the, the huh. movie is full of people chocolate block i didn't real. i thought it was three people in a van the whole time no, yeah, no. that's how i remember it and i've seen it so. <laughs> uh philip seymour hoffman has a great line when he's seeing the tornado coming towards him and he goes that's no moon it's a space station and i know it's like a quote from star wars but the way he says it is so great and i fucking love it and then like there's another moment where there's like a cow in the twister and it's in front of there she's and, like you know the actress goes cow and then she goes another cow and then someone says i think that was the same cow <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> Great. Anyway. Well, this has been our Twister Review podcast. Yes. <laughs> thank you for tuning in. Uh, it's also a you. podcast about who's not in what movies. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to. They're not in that. They're not in that. Today's I do a whole podcast called <laughs> yeah. Laura Dern or not. <laughs> Is she in there? See, I was thinking it's a podcast <laughs> where each each episode is a different actor. So like today's actor is Jude Law. And then you just list every movie they aren't in. <laughs> he's not in National Treasure. No, Jude surprisingly Law is not he's not. National Treasure. <laughs> Braveheart. He's not in that. Hedwig and the Angry Inch. He's not in that. He's not in that. He's not in that. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you, Claire. <laughs> thank you, Neil. Thank you, Christine. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you, listeners. As always, thank you so much, listeners. We could not do this without you. I mean, we could, but again, it would it, just be us. It yeah. be, it, we would have read these bad books for nothing. <laughs> and I refuse to accept a world in which that exists. Um, if you can kick us a little extra money, consider joining our Patreon, patreon.com slash fmklit pod 
Uh, it really helps out, you know, helps pay for these books that we read. Um, and, you know, like having all the expenses that go into making a podcast. So we appreciate the support. Um, and I guess, oh, thank you, authors. Thank you so much, authors. Like, obviously, we read, we do this podcast so that we can tear apart books. And um, yours are up on Amazon and available for us to buy and tear apart. But we did buy them. So like Neil <laughs> likes to say, the joke's on us. Yeah. Joke's on us. You have our money. I guess all that's left to say is that if you can do so safely. And consensually. And in front of a fey-infested mirror. <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep fucking. fucking.